Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Of- Azagia, by far. He was my favorite player. All time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk back. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, everything Chicago White Sox, fan-centric, blue-collar, recording here on December 9th, 2019, day one of the winter meetings. Uh, This is episode 44 for us, uh, and actually episode one of season two, believe it or not. I am Nick Morawski, and we've got a ton to talk about, all Sox-related Good stuff, uh, but let me bring in my co-host, Mr. Pat Hester. Nick, thanks for having mm-hmm. me back, and uh, we got a lot to uh, we got a lot of meat on our plate here, my friend. Yeah. We got to get over uh, yeah. a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Everything's moving sure. and shaking, sure. like really not like we've seen in the last couple of years, which is definitely not last year. From a baseball pa- yeah. fan perspective, this is fantastic. Yeah. So let me. I mean, you know, Pat and I just said this before we started recording this podcast might not age well you might be listening to this in a few days and all of these potential deals all these rumors uh go a different direction uh so we're just going to give you where we're kind of at here on monday afternoon uh day one of the 2019 winter meetings last year at this time when when we started good guys talk back uh we were all talking about rick Hahn being all in on harper and machado I mean that was the that was the buzz. They were putting all their chips in. Everybody seemed to know it. The Sox were thinking that may, they could sneak this up one year, and we all kind of know how that went. Well, you know, and if we take a step back, you say this episode might not age very well. Yeah. I think it's better than uh, the content was uh, still very good. The shows that you put on, mm-hmm. but sure. uh, after the tenth uh, show of let's talk about where we're at with yeah. the rumor mill on yeah. uh, Machado yeah. and Harper. Yeah. I mean, it's I, a little I'd, old. Yeah, I'd much yeah. rather. Yeah. have this talk yeah. about news, mm-hmm. actual news and things happening. Right, so. right. absolutely. Um, so where we stand right now, uh, is Sox need pitching sorely. Mm-hmm. They need they need outfield, they need DH, and a, a couple of folks have, have been removed uh, from their list. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, this is a much active, much more active uh, uh, offseason than last year. And, and the Sox kind of started it with Grandal, you know, a month ago or so. Uh, so you've got Wheeler gone. You've got Hamels gone. Mm-hmm. You upset about the Hamels thing? Sox were a little bit, you know, in on that. You know, uh, some rumors uh, that they might, they may maybe take him for a year or two yeah. service. Yeah, and he, I think he sat in on Chuck Arfine's podcast. Oh, and Chuck well. was all kinds so, of it's very uh, smitten. Yeah, so you know, it's it is what it is with all these guys, though, Nick. Mm-hmm. Outside of, of Cole and Strasburg that that. Uh, Resigned with the the Nationals today, mm-hmm. you know it's like if you're not 
if you're not getting one of those two top guys, the other guys are all, okay, just uh, replace the name and move on to the next mm-hmm. guy. So if mm-hmm. it's Madison Bumgarner, that's that's fine, mm-hmm. too. And then he we don't, we don't get him or, or whatever happens, you just move on to the next guy. They're all, like, in the same area here. They're not 1A About the same pitchers. age, except for Hamels. Yeah. I mean, he was, about like 36 years old. Yeah, it, it, you know, and what about... Okay, so you asked me the question. How do Hamels, I feel about that? Yeah. I, it's uh, again a lot of this stuff. I'm a little bit lukewarm to as yeah. it is. Hamels, what about his uh, his year last year with the Cubs in total? And if I'm not mistaken, he had a really rough second half. Yeah, uh, that some included injuries. some injuries. Yeah. yeah. What about that left you wanting mm-hmm. to jump to the table and sign this guy? Well, the temp- the 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 thing that you need to for us as fans, for administration, for front office, it's the yeah, I'm, am I paying for a guy is what he did, what's on the back of his baseball card? You know, I know that's a very mm-hmm. dated term, but are we talking about what he's done in the past or what do I see as his potential? We've got the figures. We've got the numbers. You know, I'm not, you know, staring at him constantly, yeah. but we've got the numbers to see what could happen yeah. going forward. You've got a great point. When, I, when the Sox missed out on Hamels or you even say missed out, I didn't lose any sleep over it. He would have sure. been a great four guy maybe, yeah. a lefty. I'm sure they kicked the tires on it, right? And if they could have got it for a deal that made sense for them, fine. But good organizations and uh, prudent organizations do not pay on past performance, yeah. uh, i.e. different sport, but uh, New England Patriots for yeah. the past yeah. million years, yeah. right? They get rid of guys before uh, before their, their time is due. They get rid of guys a year early rather than a year late. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes the mentality you have to go. So it's, it's disheartening yeah. when you... When you miss out on guys or they don't sign with your team, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's just part of it. But I, again, it's it's not equivalent to missing out on a one A. So yeah, yeah. and it, it, good. Hey, Atlanta, good. You want to spend what eighteen million for a year think, of service? Yeah, you got a year out of them. So okay. you know, Atlanta's one of those teams. It's going to be a very tough division. They got a young core. They were in the postseason. Yeah, I wasn't heartbroken. If it happened and it like he fell into our lap and we got him for a deal for a year or two to kind of bridge this situation for yeah. us, that's fine. But he wasn't like a target. And, and Atlanta's in a different situation. We are in a win now mentality, but we're we're looking to compete in the division first. They've competed in the division, made the playoffs. They probably feel like they were a, a pitcher like this mm-hmm. away from going taking the next step, and mm-hmm. they could. Pay the eighteen million dollars for the year of service yeah. to put them over the top. Yeah. We're in a situation. Yeah, we could contend next year, and who knows what happens mm-hmm. when you get in the dance. But we're, we're we're going from a team that's trying that's been winning in the seventies to trying to win in the eighties. Yeah. Type of thing. So yeah. Yeah. And, and and paying for a year or two of of Cole Hamels isn't gonna yeah. mean so, much to uh, us in the long run. You know, uh, good luck to him. But uh, you know, whatever. Not not a big worry. The Zach Wheeler, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because everybody listening, you know, as you and I both digest this rather quickly, but it's worth mentioning on the program here, episode 44, the Sox made a huge offer to mm-hmm. Zach Wheeler. And it's well known right after the offer was taken with the Phillies that the, the, the Sox, everybody knew the Sox had the, the largest offer, yeah. you know, the most money. And you know, it can't. He came down to a family situation. Uh, Wheeler's uh, fiance or wife or girlfriend, whatever the situation is, is from the New Jersey area. Yeah. Wanted to stay in the Philly region, and so you got a guy that was probably never going to come to the Sox to begin with. Never going to come to Chicago to start. Yeah. And well, what are you going to say? You, I, I was angry for a little bit. 
okay, that we didn't land a guy that we targeted. Yeah. But then when you start unpacking the other, the details of it, you're like, okay, well, yeah. hey, that's, that is the tricky thing of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. There's no exact science. You could throw as much money as you want at certain guys. It, they might just not come your way. It would hurt more if you, you, there's no situation with, uh, I think it's his fiance. Yeah. Uh, if that wasn't a situation and he had signed for, let's say, the twins for less money. Sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. now then, yeah. I think it's time to start uh, f- f- trying to figure out what in God's name are we doing as an organization where nobody wants to take our money. The socks aren't broken, is what you're saying. And I, yeah. and I had this targeted maybe a little bit later in the po- uh, pod in this episode, but you you bring up a good segue. It's is there something wrong with the organization? And you go from the Grandal signing a month ago mm-hmm. where he couldn't speak enough about Han and the pitch mm-hmm. and the organization and the future and where they're headed and what their purpose and, and, and activity will be this offseason and moving forward to Wheeler passing on the Sox for less money. I mean, what, $7 million over the grand scheme of things so his yeah. fiancée can be happy and they can be you know, uh, just better equipped family-wise? Mm-hmm. That's not a big deal for him right. to, to pass on that. I don't look at it as a knock on the organization, no. uh, but it is a little, you know, disturbing yeah. after the Machado thing last year. Yeah, it, it, it ju- I think it just adds to the narrative that uh, if you want to believe that the Sox have a broken uh, organization, that people don't want to come here and people don't want to sign here, it just kind of says, mm-hmm. oh, here's another, here's another uh, uh, case in point. But for the, in particular to Zach Wheeler, he, okay, wanted to be there, too. He gets to stay in the National League. Right, 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 right. With a pitcher that was, again, solid pitcher, and he was deserving of whatever contract he was going to get. But but he gets to pitch in a league where you get a, a pitcher coming up in the mm-hmm. lineup, yeah. and there's there's no uh, there's no secret that it's obviously tougher to pitch in this league. And you look at that from a career standpoint, one, I'm going to make a lot of money anyway. Yeah. Two, I'm making my future wife happy mm-hmm. and our family and where we want to mm-hmm. be and close. Mm-hmm. And that has something to do with it. And I think it brings up another point too, Nick, is the fact that I think, now, more so than maybe last year, the free agents are looking at it and they're dictating policy more so than the agents. Mm-hmm. Now, they, mm-hmm. they, whoever his agent is, they could have said, hey, let's just gonna string this along see if we can, right, we, we know right, we're going right. to go anyway. Yeah. Let's see if we can get some counters and yeah. get some more out of them. Yeah. And then you just keep hearing stories, oh, the socks are still in, socks are still in. Yeah. And then you wait that long, long time and then we lose them anyway, then it feels, I think, even mm-hmm. worse. So I think, it, I think yeah. it worked out for the best. Without getting him, it worked, the situation worked out the best it could. Yeah. You think the Sox were played? You know, they were they were used as just like a you, you know, know bargaining chip. I uh, think that could go for any organization. Nick. Yeah. You know, every Tough organization uses other people to get what they want for their sure. their client. Yeah. Right. So if I'm sure, and and we're not in that part of the mm-hmm. world, and we're not uh, fans of these teams, but I'm sure this stuff happens all the time between Boston and New York. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. an agent goes, "Oh, yeah. I got, I got this guy on yeah. the line from New York. Uh, yeah. Cashman's ready to pay X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. What do you, what would you guys do?" Mm-hmm. So you, you can't tell me that it's exclusive to only the White Sox. Yeah, and, and a guy like Wheeler, you know, and we're not the first ones to say it. Uh, folks listening have probably uh, digested this already too. You know, Wheeler. I mean, he's at. He's not like an out. He doesn't have that wow factor necessarily. Yeah. Of oh my goodness, we've got to have this guy. It's the market. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the most liveliest young arms that we've got right now in the 2019 free agency. So he's going to command this money. Right. Finished strong, uh, with an impressive you know rotation in New York, 
And that's where this money's being thrown at. Because yeah. what are the other options? Yeah, there aren't. There aren't many other options, Nick. And again, these guys are all the same in my world. Yeah. In my view. The guys yeah. that are left are, you know, outside of, you know, righties, lefties, or whatever. Right. They're all the same except for Mad Bum just because of the pedigree. Yeah. And the yeah. experience and the uh, what he could bring to a young staff, mm-hmm. I think, is is somewhat invaluable. Uh, I think his stuff can still play in this league. Mm-hmm. I think he can pitch you a lot of innings. Now, again, this goes back to the National League going to American League. How much is that going to hurt him if he came and pitched for the Sox? But, mm-hmm. again, a savvy veteran like that that, again, doesn't rely on throwing gas all the time yeah. and and more on location and you know, and eating up eatings, I think that plays a little bit better. So let's talk, let's talk Mad Bum rumors, you know, uh, with Strasburg signing with, mm-hmm. with DC and them, you know, reallocating a bunch of money to keep him and most likely lose Rendon. Uh, you've got uh, Garrett Cole looking like he's going to get paid a bajillion dollars by the Yankees wow. or maybe Dodgers. I don't know who else now, is in. Now, let's just real quick, let's yeah. say you're a Yankees fan and yeah. you don't get Cole after all this, how would you feel? You kind of feel like the Harper Machado situation yeah, last right, year. You right. feel like you know, and then you turn the corner and say, "Well, we didn't want him anyways," or you know, yeah. we, we. I mean, I can't believe if they don't if the Yankees don't get Cole, mm-hmm. and I'm a Yankees fan, I, you know, I'm livid. Because, I'm screaming bloody murder because you know that's the best bargaining chip when you say the Yankees have the best offer and he really wants to go to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. He's there's mm-hmm. still a chance he, he ends up in L.A., either either one of the L.A. teams. Yeah, I mean, so, he takes a, a, a hometown deal to go to the West Coast mm-hmm. just to be happy. And, and, say, and squeeze every dime he can, yeah. oh, sure. knowing that he won't get maybe as much yeah. as the, the Yankees offer. Yeah. So it, it's all it's it, all it, exciting it, me to... No, but... I, uh, I apologize. Uh, it's, it's, the, the, it's all rumors, it's all speculation, and today was full of it. Different reports of, you know... Uh, after the Strasburg situation, the Cole thing gets maybe amped up a little bit, and then Mad Bum's uh, company starts saying, "Well, he's looking at a nine. He wants a nine-figure deal, five years, nine figures, five-year yeah, what, a hundred, hundred million? But I see. I, so I, I, I was disconnected a little bit today just because of my work out in the sure. way. Well, um, but nobody's made him an offer. Is, is, is there anything on the table right now? Not, can, not that I know. I mean, I, anybody could say any, anybody can take a reservation. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, but but the, I wouldn't that scare some people away? If because that's what should have happened. I, I don't want to go down this whole yeah. thing, but this should have that should have happened with the Sox yeah. last year when they heard Machado's camp was asking for three hundred guaranteed mil. You know, they should have said, "Well, we're not prepared to offer three hundred guaranteed mil." We can incentive this thing up the, you know, but you're not going to get guaranteed. Why stay in it that long? If the camp is saying we're, we're it's a nine-figure contract, you know that coming in. Now, I don't know if, it, if they're that hard-lined on it, but yeah. that's a... I still think you make an offer. Say, okay, that's well, fantastic sure. that you want this. I mean, this what is, is, what is his, what's the most he's made a year? 12, 13 million a year, and now yeah. he's looking at... A nine-figure deal for five years. You know, and we talked about this. Uh, kind of off of him yeah. now after that. <laughs> he, he, he upset you that that much, huh? Well, that's a little. I mean, here uh, we talked about it a little bit before we got on air, and and one, I'm willing to. I, I said I'm willing to overpay as long as the years aren't right connected right, with right, it. Right. So, do you want them for five years? Uh, I don't want them for five years. I want them for three. Yeah. And the thing I could. 
if if I'm in the room. And I've, I haven't yeah. negotiated that many major league contracts in but my day. But you're a businessman. You're a man of business. I am. I am a man of somewhat of a business. Um, I get. I'd say here's here's three years. I'll give you. I'll max you out on on the three years. Maybe not to what you would make over mm-hmm. five years, yeah. but I can give you X amount. I'll overpay you for these three years, and then you'll still have time to to re- make one more deal in your career before it's yeah, all said yeah, and done. Yeah. So I, I'll yeah. give you this. I'll give you a little more than I'm comfortable for mm-hmm. three years, and then you have another two years to go out and get that that last part of your. Yeah, day. that's what I was thinking. I was thinking a three year deal. You know where you kind of help him just kind of bridge a. You help the organization bridge to get Kopech up and running, to get Cease, you know, more legs, and, and Giolito a little bit more established. In that three-year window, uh, five, you know, I just don't see it. Not uh, for him. I, I'd give five to someone that's... He's a lot of innings, yeah. you know, and I, and I argue... 25 years I, old, fine. I'll give you five years. I mean, I argue on social media, plus. like, he might have the body built, like just a jeep. Like I can, <laughs> I can take the innings, yeah. man. I yeah. can take the eighteen hundred yeah. innings I've pitched over my career plus postseason. You know, I, I can take it. Yeah, mm. I've got a lot of innings on me, but I'm built for it. But well, I don't. You know, I just that's fine. But Father Time is undefeated, my friend, and not too many guys. <laughs> He's are, only thirty, though. Right, Remember but not that. too many guys in this day and age in baseball where where steroids and all that stuff is out out of the game. Yeah. Right, guys are not getting better after the age of thirty for the most part. They used to, you know. When I'll, tell you, we, I'll tell you who's looking. Verlander's been looking. Well, okay, so you got an exception yeah. to the rule. One, I mean, right? that's just about one. Are you, you going to be able to recapture that with with Mad Bum? I, 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 I think it's. Uh, I think that's more of an outlier than the norm these yeah. days. So yeah, no, you're. I, you're, I still. You're I'm smart still. On if, that. if if we're we're on the air right now, wouldn't it be great if we were on the air and we see something come across the phone and we could break? Not that we're breaking news here, but right. if we could uh, talk about that. But if it came across the phone right now and it said Mad Bomb signs with the socks, I yeah. mean, I'm all kinds of excited. But you, what about his attitude? What about like his you know the reputation? Uh, like brings? a red ass type of guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, the, not, I kind of like it. I, not you know, everybody I, in in the clubhouse is going to be the same. Uh, I, I'd say as long as he, he's, he's look a good at a guy like AJ. Yeah. yeah, I mean, boy, if it were, if we listen to everybody on his attitude, yeah. he would have never been on the side. Right, exactly. So you're gonna as long as I don't know that he's been a bad teammate. So if he's a good teammate, so what if he's you know got something. He's got something to prove on the mound, or if he's not so delightful with the media, which I have no idea. I couldn't tell you whether he's a fantastic person to talk to or not. So, all right. So you you wouldn't be you wouldn't be upset with Madman, and I and I would like Madman not for the not for this deal that is floated. No, right no, now. no, no, no. Uh, but again, agents are going to so float what guys want. Here, here's the guy that uh, the prognosticator of prognosticators, Steve Stone, has talked about on. He's a great media. follow, by the way. He is boy, and he you know he obviously uh, has got his way with predictions. Yeah. Uh, and Bruce Levine is also going this way too, and it's Dallas Keuchel and. Here you're getting a lefty with experience, uh, Cy Young World Series, low velocity. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, kind of like a Burley, maybe, uh, maybe towards the beginning or middle of Burley's career. Uh, we we don't have a lefty on the staff you right were, now. You've been uh, you were on Dallas Keuchel last year. I was. You wanted. Him. I, I thought the Sox could have you know done a prorated deal with him, and then and then and then tried to sign him. Almost like a Freddie Garcia. So yeah. he, we got him at the tail end of the year, but then we had him for the whole 2020. Again, a, a, another guy in my world that's in the same class as everybody else. So, if you, again, if I looked over and I saw Dallas Keuchel signs with the White Sox, I, I think it solidifies and builds our 
our entire rotation, but it's not a guy that's going to be a number one for you. Maybe no, and, no, and, and maybe it, it no, it's different. It works out differently. Who knows? You never know what's going to happen. You in just this game. need more than Grandal. You need yeah. more than a, a yeah. Brayu extension. You can't leave these and, meetings this week with a bag full of yeah. money like Scrooge McDuck and no place to spend <laughs> it. <laughs> I love you know? Scrooge McDuck. Uh, I I don't think if you want to listen to what people are saying, you know. Steve Stone doesn't think it's going to happen that way. Now he's just, you know, he's an analyst, right? He's just going what he believes. But he's a smart man. And, he's smart. He's and, baseball smart. Uh, Bruce, from what I've heard from him, he believes that they'll they'll make moves and uh, listen to Cap today on ESPN 1000. Yeah. He believes that there'll be moves or multiple moves done uh, this week at the winter meeting. So out of okay, out of desperation though, or moves that they really wanted, because right now Keiko wasn't there. You know, obviously Wheeler was their number one. We all saw that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Cole, obviously, I, I don't think is going to be their number. They weren't even, yeah. it just doesn't seem like they were ever connected. And, and that, those figures are crazy for a Reinsdorf yeah. uh, pitching contract. Strasburg's off the table. I think Strasburg would have been a good fit, mm-hmm. but he's gone. So now it's like you're trying to clamor here between, you know, the Twins who are being mentioned and yeah. a few other AL teams. It, you... I don't want it to be a desperation move, you know, walk out with just the scraps. I want them to feel comfortable and confident. Yeah. We targeted this guy. He has been on our list for a while. Will we ever know that? Will it ever, yeah. you know, sneak out at Sox Fest or anything? I don't know, but I'd like it to be done sooner rather than on Thursday, you know, this desperation I, Hail Mary. I don't, th- well, it's not like everything has to be done by No, Thursday you're right. Either. So I, I, I want it to um, be. <laughs> I, I think that... I don't think the Sox went into this offseason and said, well, here's the three guys we got on our list, and that's it. Right. And oh, they, no, sure. There, and, it's a whole And list. then Wheeler goes off the list, and it's like, oh, boy, well, I don't we know did, what to do. Really, uh, Sometimes geez. it feels that way, though. Jeez, this is really unexpected. I didn't feel like uh, we had to do any more work. So, again, there's going to be multiple guys that they're they're talking to to improve their team, and I think they will. And, again, it's if we went into this thing and it was it was Garrett Cole and we're hanging on until spring training and yeah. we're mentioned and nine other teams are mentioned and then we lose out, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, geez, we, we, we spent all this time thinking and we missed out on this guy and that guy along the way because we were just had all our eggs in this basket. Yeah. Then it, I think that's an unsuccessful offseason. If you add quality yeah. people yeah. to what I think is an already solid uh, lineup, and a potentially Youth, yeah. really solid uh, staff. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you add to that, and that's exactly what free agency should uh-huh. be. In the past, we have uh, looked at building our team through the free agents, mm-hmm. and that's what we get. Mm-hmm. We get these guys that are mediocre players, and mm-hmm. we expect them to come in and be the stars. Yeah. None of these guys have to be the star. Right. They're so, just, yeah. They're, so it's, yeah. it's finally I, free agency. Points. Free yeah. agency is finally, we're using it the way it should have been mm-hmm. used for the past 20 years. Right. So yeah. I, I'm fine with it. Again, it, it, all these guys, all free agents are going to be, most of them are going to be in the same uh, mm-hmm. talent pool. Uh, you know, you allude to how free agency has gone for the Sox for several years, and it has gone bad. It's gone really bad. And uh, I, I saw uh, before we started recording that there were some notes of, you know, folks arriving in San Diego and, and Kenny Which, Williams. Which, by the way, we didn't get an invite No, I, you, I think you have to. Did you miss uh, out on your press pass for I that? I missed the deadline of when to uh, apply. Next year, though. Yeah. Uh, next year. Um, <laughs> next year, maybe it's going to be like in Calumet City or something or like Hammond, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> nice, easy drive. It'll be by the horseshoe. <clears throat> um, 
what what do you think of like Kenny Williams and Jim Tomey as the dynamic duo that are going to be making these pitches? Like because they're why Tomey I don't get. I get why you know Kenny Williams has been around forever. He's never going to go away. Uh, but Tommy, <laughs> he's, never, he's immortal. The immortal Kenny Williams. <laughs> Tommy played what for three, four years for the White Sox. Yeah. You know, he's got obviously he's found a spot in Jerry Reinsdorf's you know tree. And great, loved him as a player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hated him when he was on the Indians and the Twins and all the other. Play- but he's in the Hall of Fame as an Indian. He's got a statue at, at Jacobs Field, Progressive Field. Yeah, he's an Indian. You know, yeah. he's a, he's a Cleveland Indian. And, and I, I get it. He works for the Sox now in this role, but he's trying to pitch. I, wouldn't you Wouldn't you rather have AJ as an ambassador pitching the Sox, uh, especially with his with his? I mean, maybe he's going to talk a little bit too loose. I don't know. Probably. I mean, <laughs> I I would just going out. If you want somebody that I guess to toe the company line, yeah, you get Jim Tomey. Yeah, you get a guy that's yeah. a Hall of Famer. He's yeah. got some credentials. He comes yeah. in. He, he's He's from here, you know, yeah. Peoria, Illinois, wow. so he's local. So he, he checks a lot of boxes, and he's played in the league recently enough where guys, he's still relevant, I would I would say, in the league. Uh, may, yeah. Maybe. I mean, of, of, of the people, people that we have. Right. Like, uh, well, know, I, I'd probably rather have him than Bo Jackson. Love Bo Jackson, yeah. but, you know, Bo might not have his finger on, like, the current state of affairs in, you know, professional baseball. Right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so that, I, I just I, wanted to just yeah. get your thought on, like, why Tommy is, like, this legendary White Sox player that we're going to send around to court all of our potential free agents. I mean, I guess if you were to ask me my, uh, what I'd rather have, I'd rather have a guy like Frank Thomas. Oh, sure. Because Frank is turned... Oh, if we're playing, who would you yeah, rather? I mean... Would you rather? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but obviously Frank's got a good thing going with, with the MLB. Was MLB yeah. not? Or was TBS? Who is he with? He's, well, he's with, he's with uh, NBC Sports Chicago, but I think right, he's with Fox. Right, but he's Fox. got... With Fox. Fox. Okay, yes, yeah. Fox, you're right. Yeah. My mistake. But he's, I mean, on social media, he's a good follow. He's He seems like a lot more personal than he used to be when yeah. he was with the Sox, and it seemed like he had always some type of anger against the media. So yeah. that's the guy I would... I would. Love I want to, somebody that was here for a long time right? on the south side of Chicago, or know? or a guy like Canerco, But I don't oh, think that's anything down. that, that uh, he right now I don't think he's cares interested or wants. In. I, I just thought it was interested to note because I know yeah. last year Tommy was making the pitches to all yeah. those people, and again apparently they're back working together in San Diego. So we'll and see. And that's fine. I don't have a, again. You're, I don't have anything against a, the guy. It's just like yeah. I don't. I think we're all being fed this, you know, legendary you know, White Sox yeah. legend and. Hey, you know, he made some great, you know, the blackout game, 500 home run, you know, hit in a White Sox uniform at home. I mean, heck, it's great to have him as part of our history, our long history, but yeah. I, was, I just I wouldn't put him in but the he legendary. But he was a, a blip in the in, Really, in the you know, in over 100 so. years. Okay, all right. Uh, let's, get to, um, let's get to the guy that was all the craze this weekend. Um, and Marcelo Zuna, was oh, ba- basically I, he was going to become a White Sox. I didn't know I'd have to do so much recon on Marcelo I mean, well, Zuna you've got yesterday. Some, you've got some intel on the St. Louis Cardinals fan base. Because I do. You've got, you're, you're, you've got family. Yes. Your in-laws so, are, are Cardinal fans. Yeah, my, my wife and, and, yeah. And, my, and my in-laws are, are all Cardinals fans. So um, it, my my father-in-law is a partial season ticket holder. Believe it or not, sure. lives in the Plainfield area. I, that's and, I'm fascinated and, and by And goes that. down to games all the time. And and my wife and I will go, and the kids will go down to, to games a couple times a year. So I've I've seen uh, Ozuna play a yeah. lot of uh, on TV and in, in, in live and 
when I heard this, I thought, oh boy, you couldn't. How much worse can we get in the outfield? Yeah, I mean, as far that's as what you were saying, yeah. as far as defense goes, because um, you know me, Nick, I, I do a lot of scouting on outfielders, and I'm, I'm watching how they take routes to the ball. Well, you only like to sit in the upper deck because that's how you get your, the best <laughs> angle. I am an expert. Yeah, yeah I, I know. am an expert. I know, but you I've are. never seen anybody. What, how many balls fall in front of the guy yeah. in the outfield? You, just off the bat, as a casual fan, you you can kind of and you watch yeah. enough games in your life, and you go to enough games, sure. you see the ball off the bat from your perspective, mm-hmm. all of that should be caught yeah. uh, for the yeah. most part. Yeah. I've never sat and watched a guy go, oh, I think he's going to catch that and mm-hmm. take so many bad routes to the ball. You see the the uh, the, uh, the series against the Nationals. I think mm-hmm. he had a couple mm-hmm. gaffes out there in the outfield. Yeah. So when this came up, I was really, first of all, it was weird because it's like he's signing on Monday. Well, yeah. Monday's almost yeah. over and yeah. nothing's yeah. happened. Well, I, and This stuff gets way blown out of proportion. Yeah, and, and, and this morning, hungry for news. As of this morning, that, that report has been kind of like debunked. Debunked, yeah, big so, time. Uh, but I, but I did take the the moment to uh, just to in look case. At some I mean, stuff. this this maybe this still happens as an outfield DH. Yeah, I. He I, only played left field last year, and, and we need a right fielder. Yeah, so I'm moving Eloy to right. I, I couldn't believe when I when I looked it up that he had won a Gold Glove in 2017, which was yeah, I he thought did. was like I can't believe it when I saw it. Uh, he did have 29 home runs last year, hit 241, 89 RBI. So again, there's there's some power there. I think uh, his his skill set, mm-hmm. as far as offensive skill set, mm-hmm. will play in the ballpark that we have. Yeah, uh, his best year was with the Marlins in 2017, where he hit 312, 37. Yeah. That was runs, his Gold Glove. 124 year, yeah. RBIs, so a lot of RBIs. So. Sure. Uh, he can I walk. Think, he gets on base. Yeah, yeah. A career average of 273. Yeah. So again, he's not an an all star by that any name. Means. I just well, he is, he's been an all star. I shouldn't I, say that, but, but he's not, he's not a this, superstar. This guy that you know, there's going to be this big splash or first big winter meetings move is uh, Marcelo Ozuna, and I know it might be limited in the outfield, Castaneos and, and Ozuna, and I don't know. I I, I saw that I. It, I took it in. I wasn't that excited. Yes, it's going to give you a pop offensively, but I don't know if we're making a huge upgrade. In de- I'd rather have Lurie Garcia just throw him out there yeah. in right field. Uh, I, but okay, so You're then not I get the offense. So, I understand. So then I uh, I sent a, a quick text to my brother-in-law. Yeah, and I said, you know, what what am I expecting here? Yeah. And uh, I did get a whole article that I won't read to you. <laughs> well, I love, I love <laughs> Easter he, he refers me to uh, a Derek Gould of uh, the St. Louis yeah, uh, St. Louis Post Dispatch. Uh, he says we really would like Ozuna in the Sox lineup, especially if he's not the focal point. So that's interesting, right? Which he, he won't be, he, and he wouldn't be. He won't be. So it'd be a good spot because I think that when the Cardinals got him from the Marlins, it was like looking at that 2017 year, and this sure. is this is going to be our guy, and, yeah, and, and yeah, we're gonna yeah. uh, he's going to be. Uh, he's going to make the lineup yeah. and make everybody else better. Where he should be part of a lineup uh, that that everybody else he's not he's not the the man in yeah. the lineup. No, right? he won't be the man in this in the Sox lineup. That's for sure. So he goes on to say, uh, hitting with uh, Abreu, Eloy, Grandal, Moncada, and eventually Robber. He is a feared bat in the lineup. I think his power uh, uh, suffered due to the ballpark he's in. That is a big cavernous yeah, ballpark, yeah, yeah. big uh, alleyways uh, down there at Bush Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, he thinks he he could play in this lineup where he doesn't have to hit three, four, five. Sure, he could, probably he could hit down play, in the lineup. Yeah. He can maybe hit, I don't know, maybe dare I say second uh, in the lineup. I don't know. These days where where they do the lineup construction, you probably want your your best hitter hitting second. But again, I think his 
his skill set will play, and it would be an upgrade over what we have at right field as far as offensively. Defensively, uh, maybe there's something there. He can recapture mm-hmm. the glory year yeah. of, a, of a gold glove year. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe uh, they had to. Maybe there was nobody else that was uh, up for a gold glove that year. Well, I have no idea. Well, yeah, I, it, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's Yolmer won a gold glove. Yeah, and exactly. he had a hell of a, what, three-fourths of a season at yeah. first. Well, he started quarter. out, it was brutal. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I mean, he must not have um, committed error from, from game I mean, I, 50 he, on, I guess. Uh, the whole month of April, I just felt like he was kicking the ball around just playing hacky sack uh, over there at second base. <laughs> Do you remember playing hacky sack? I, well, barely. Yeah, I mean, my feet are really big. It just didn't work <laughs> out. It wasn't. I wasn't very coordinated. I wasn't a coordinated. I, you watched kid. those kids play hacky sack yeah. when I was like in eighth oh, grade. Yeah, they'd be out there. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was not not yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I whatever. If if Marcelo Zuna comes over to the Sox. Great, but I think it comes down to Ozuna or Castaneos. You know, yeah, is, I, that, is that the debate? Castaneos is going to be he's going to he's going to command some money. I'd rather have uh, Nick Castellanos over uh, Ozuna, but again, it's another thing that if I see it come across my phone, I'm going to go okay. I can see uh, I can see him playing this warm lineup. Up I can it. yeah. I can and and I'm told that he's a good clubhouse guy and great with the media type yeah. guy. So he's going to play well, especially in the in the uh, the locker room that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe uh, on the south side. So again, yeah. uh, all these guys, at least those two in particular, uh, are exciting to think about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, if you're if you're going into it and you, and, and you get somebody that's you overpay for just a, a, an average or below average guy, which I don't know why you do anyway, then it's an unsuccessful se- mm-hmm. off season. But I'm glad that they have multiple guys that they can go that they're that they have. They've got assets to trade away. They yeah. really do. I mean, I, I I could see Zach Collins being moved this week. I yeah. really could. You know, I could see Lurie being moved. I could see Lopez potentially see, being, I, being moved. I, I, again, I'm I'm okay if those are the guys you want to move. Zach Collins. Everybody keeps telling me we need a left-handed bat. You know, if you listen to Bruce Levine, it's like, oh, we got to have another left-handed bat. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, isn't Zach Collins left-handed? Yeah. So what is he going to do? He's going to be your DH. DH. I mean, right? we we have the luxury of playing in the American League. Well, then we they need, need to DH. just come out the front office, and maybe they're never going to do this. But Rick Hahn in the front office need to come out and have a press conference and say, "This human will not catch. <laughs> this guy is not going to catch." Because okay, we he won't even play catch in the outfield with a little kid. He's just going to roll yeah, the ball. No. He will not be a catcher with the White Sox organization. We don't keep are, a glove in his locker. He, he is only going to be a DH because you know you got McCann who they brought in, all star catcher. Well, that wasn't enough. We got Grandal, which I'm all kinds of excited yeah. about. And then what does that do with McCann? You know, okay, limited. Well, then what does that do with Collins? And then Collins is on the radio being interviewed, and he's like, oh, I'm excited. You know, I wor- I've worked with Grandal being a Miami guy, and, you know, he's going to teach me a lot. I'm like, but I don't think they want you to be taught no. anything. I think you do. We don't want you to I, do so that. that. That's what I'm saying. Like, just let just release that information, yes. and, and then I'm what? okay with it. You know what? A lot, And from what you hear, you know, there's there's not guys out there. I think that want to be professional DHs, right? They they always say I play better or I hit better when I'm in the field and I feel like I'm part of the game. You know what, dude? Yeah. Just go out there and mash. That's what you do best. Yeah. Don't worry about trying to improve as a catcher because mm-hmm. you're not gonna. It's not gonna happen for you. Yeah. I I I don't know. I don't. Have, I haven't paid attention over the years to guys that have improved through a farm system. Their catching ability so much 
where they become a real asset and an all-star catcher, you know? Yeah, I don't, again, we need, you're, you're telling me all the time we need a DH. And you're telling me that, I'm not telling you, not talking well, to you directly. I'm telling you, but we're also, yeah. And, and people are telling me we need a left-handed bat. Yeah. There you go. You got yeah, it right I here. Know. What? So, okay, so you, you you trade them away. Maybe you get something for them. Okay, if you're trading Zach Collins, it's not like I've got a lot of uh, emotion invested in him. But what is that going to get you in return? Mm-hmm. And you're and you're limiting yourself to half the league uh, that you're gonna that you're gonna be able to trade with because people know that he's not going to be a play position. Right. So he's going to be traded to another American League team where he's probably going to DH. Yeah, you can't. You so can't what do you, DH you got the, the guy for now? You, yeah. Either yeah. you try and groom him to uh, uh, maybe take a as your third catcher on a day when you want to give a, a couple, you know, your two top guys, because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. they're, they're expanding the roster. First so you base. Can carry three. You can, you can play base. him at first. You can have yeah. him DH. You can find spots for him to get his bat in the lineup. Yeah. And I'd say 75% of the time you have him DH. Yeah. And you have a left-handed yeah. bat that's going to that's gonna play 150 games. I want to see him get more at-bats and yeah. get, get more comfortable uh, with, you know, live pitching and, Major league pitching, um, I, I, you know, I. But again, if a deal is presented where we can bring over, you know, some bullpen help or an outfielder, and we have got a, I, I don't see anybody in the current like the starting, our, our our roster, our major league roster. You know, I don't see us parting ways with who are you gonna. You're not gonna get rid of Anderson, Mancada, Giolito. You're not getting rid of Jimenez. You're not. You're not getting rid of Abreu. You're not getting rid of McCann or Grandal. I don't think. No, you're not. You're not getting rid of Robber. You're. I, I don't think you're. I don't think your Sox are getting rid of Madrigal. I just don't think. God, I, think, I, I, I. Again, it's it, it's one thing to. It's like if you're if you're a Bulls fan, you know, it's like you're always sitting on your assets, and then you and then yeah. you never you never move pieces to get to improve. So I, part of me thinks about that, and it's like okay, we you, so we we have to trade something to get something. I get that, but. Boy, I just I really have these uh, visions of uh, sugar plums dancing in my mm-hmm. head that I could see this lineup of these two guys <laughs> that we've been talking about for yeah. a year, and you're YouTubing yeah. there at bats yeah. and yeah. Gold Glove yeah. winner and yeah. one and yeah. another one thirty and yeah. thirty guy. Right. I I don't want to touch those two guys. I know. I know. I just don't. Yeah. I, I just it's it's it seems like it's all happening right at the the exact right time. Yeah. They're coming up. Yep. And now you add yep. the free agency. I don't want to trade those guys. If you're mm-hmm. going to trade lower level guys or whatever. Fine, but you know, but you better yeah. be getting a major league ready oh, guy sure. that's ready to that's close to some type of a star. And it's all risks, and uh, you know, I, just as this process is going on, and the Wheeler situation went down, and you know, I was talking to fans about this, uh, you know, recently just at the garage sale, actually this past weekend. Uh, it makes two thousand five so much more magical mm-hmm. because it all just came together. Yeah. With, yeah. uh, without anybody really paying attention. You know, when, when Carlos Lee got dealt away to Milwaukee and we got Pitsednik, we're like, Pud who? Wh- yeah. Who's coming over? Yeah. We know he's a speedster, but and, and we don't have Ordonias anymore. Yeah. And we've got Jermaine Dye. Yeah. Uh, okay. And what, AJ's coming over for a one-year deal? It was a really weird offseason. We've talked about this before. How You, you, you just, you, you have a plan, and, and the Sox... Have told us fans almost like mathematically, we're going to, you know, tank a little bit, sell off our assets. We're going to draft. We're going to save money, and then we are going to get into the free agency world, mm-hmm. and then we're going to build this team. 
it doesn't always work out like that, yeah. you know, and that's where you just have to always appreciate that 2005 team. It just, it just came together. Yeah. You know, no, I, uh, I'm, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, but uh, I, I just don't, I just don't like you. You asked me in the, in the email to, to, when, to prep yeah. you know, in the, for the show and you talked about trades. Uh, I just, I would be more about acquiring guys than, than trading away any of your talent. Yeah, you know, I, he, I, I'm with you. Because, you know, you. One, the one guy that keeps popping up is, is Mookie Betts. And do I want yeah. a Mookie Betts on my team? Sure. But he's a free agent for after next year. year. For so year for that risk, I, yeah. I don't. the risk doesn't outweigh the reward for yeah. me. Because it, it's not, again, it's not like we were knocking on the door of the World Series last year. And this and Mookie Betts puts us over the top. Mm-hmm. Then I think I'm okay with making mm-hmm. a, a trade for a one-year guy that maybe you have him in your room and you, you have first uh, negotiating rights with him for next year year but uh, not negotiating rights but you know what i mean you have yeah. them in your building yeah, you can, you can talk about yeah. the uh, the extension yeah. throughout an entire yeah. season while he's in your building but now I, i'm just mm. not and maybe i'm maybe i'm being too short-sighted with it uh i, I like trades when it's okay i've got it i got a star or like we did with sale mm-hmm. or anybody else yeah. that we had yeah. and we have these guys and they're fantastic mm-hmm. but we're not winning right so it's right, right, now right. it's time to sell while the value is yeah. the highest and get the most return you can for the rebuild. Yeah, yeah uh, the Sox are uh, no strangers uh, to trading uh, during these winter meetings. And uh, actually today, uh, December 9th, 2014, was one of those crazy trades. Uh, five years ago today, uh, the Sox sent to Oakland uh, Chris Bassett, Josh Fegley, Rangel Ravello, and Marcus Simeon uh-huh. for Jeff Samarja. Uh-huh. Let me let me just this because I thought this was hilarious. I had to take a screenshot of it today. Yeah, this is my you know because you you're not on Facebook very often. I, no, I, talked I, about I know, earlier. Yeah. I, I'm on there a, a little bit. So this is from this is a five year. These you hear these memories that come yeah up? the five yeah. so from five years ago. This is me five years ago, December 9th, twenty fourteen. <laughs> I love what the White Sox have done so far this off season. I feel good about them being an improved and watchable team this year. But oh I feel the need to res, uh, to just restrain my jubilation, much like George Costanza when he found out Susan died from poison envelopes. That was my post five years wow. ago. Wow. How, how well, good on you for a lot of different reasons. So from then on, I've decided not to yeah. boast any of my feelings about the offseason yeah. on I mean, social media. That came, I saw that on you know, the ESPN News or SportsCenter, you know, crawl, mm-hmm. crawl or crawl bar or whatever, going to, you know, before work. And I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I heard some rumors, but I couldn't believe it. Wow, Samarja. And, I, you know, I, they gave up some players, man. And going to Oakland this past uh, season to go see the Sox play the A's, mm-hmm. guess who lit us up? Chris Bassett <laughs> pitched and just lit us up. And Marcus Simeon got on at base every single time. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. so, and Samarja lasted one year with us. And then yeah. uh, tomorrow, December 10th, we pull the other big deal with getting David Robertson. Yeah. And then six days later, Melky Cabrera. I mean, that 2014 offseason yeah. and that week span, wow. But but those were... They weren't like, wow. We had, I mean, that, right? But those were big for the White Sox up into that point. Yeah. You know, you, you had your uh, David Wells, Billy Koch uh, situations. Oh. <laughs> 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 that look you just gave me told it all. Uh, you had those moments, but that was yeah. like, whoa, we're going after this. And we have Sale on yeah. the team in Quintana. I mean, Samarja, Sale, and Quintana should have done a lot better. 
Uh, yes, that should have worked out uh, much better. Hence my my post from five years ago, where where I was yeah, uh, yeah. having uh, yeah. delusions of grandeur. So again, you know, we traded away a lot of talent for for one year, pretty much uh, to go at it. And uh, you know, I like what the the Sox have done. This rebuild has been painful. Has been yeah. painful. But I do think. What what, what do you think? This, the expectations are standing right here in early December. With this team, let me throw in, let me sprinkle in uh, Dallas Keuchel and Castaneos. Uh, let me throw those two onto mm-hmm. this team. Yep. Now, other moves are made this yep. offseason. What What are the expectations for a 2020 White Sox team? Well, it's a winnable division. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I you think... You go beyond the I division? Think, I, I think... I think, realistically, it's a... Uh, winning the division is... Uh, a very, a very uh, much likelihood. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's uh, is that English. You're, yeah. you're saying very much word. likelihood. You're saying words. And words. Words are yes. coming out. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> are they part of this? What language? I'm hearing is I, that our this division can be won with that team. But it I might. think it puts us. I think it puts us as the uh, head and shoulders leader. Am I? You're right. Preseason projections. You're looking at it. I think that's what you're thinking anyway. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as where that could go after that, you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, it, it, stranger things have happened. But I just don't think it's a, uh, now we're all of a sudden World Series contenders, but I think it puts us as a, a tough out in the, in, the, in, the, in the playoffs. Absolutely. Uh, I look at, when, when they're saying 2020 and they're being aggressive in the front offices, looking at this as a contention year, I look at it as a contention year as like the division. Yeah. And we, we can get this division. Yeah. I think we can compete in this division right now. Uh, we need we need some help though. We need we need some we need some more bodies this off season yeah. for depth and just some veteran presence. Sure. Uh, and talent wise, uh, to take us all the way through uh, up and through September. But once you're in, you're in, mm-hmm. and then it's all about short series. You know, pitching matchups. You know, anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, but I think we're both in agreement that you cannot leave this off season with just a ground dial and a, and an Abreu extension. And I don't think I don't think we will. I don't think we'll be uh, talking uh, before opening day saying, well, that was a nice two moves uh, that we made. And yeah. we signed McCann, so that was... Oh, that I was forgot. Sorry three, about that. One big, one, one on the larger side move, two smaller in-house deals that, that were done, which is fine. So before uh, we're going to start wrapping up here, uh, I, I love that you took a trip down uh, memory lane with that Facebook <laughs> are, sure you, are you comfortable just that. making uh, just a prediction on, on one guy that... You know, may it may or may not age well in five years when we oh, go back and re-listen wow. to this podcast. Wow. One guy that you think at the end of the day, not necessarily the winter meetings, but you think uh, will be wearing a white socks uniform. I'll, uh, I'll if I had to put my own money on it, yeah. you're forcing me to. Yeah, well. I'll say um, <laughs> I'll say Castellanos is a white sock. Okay. What okay. about you? I'm going Keiko. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll yeah stamp this yeah. day. Yeah. December 9th. Um, <laughs> folks, thank you so much for uh, continuing to join in on this uh, Chicago White Sox podcast. This is Good Guys Talk Pack. It's uh, Pat Hester. It's uh, Nick Morawski. It's a blue-collar, fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at TV. You can find us on a Facebook page, just like that page. And you can find us everywhere you find your podcast. Just subscribe, and every new episode comes right into your inbox. Uh, This has been episode 44, uh, season 2, here, off and running. Uh, Looking forward to a pretty productive off-season, Pat. Hopefully uh, you and I talk uh, 
you know, maybe around the holidays. In a maybe they weeks. make a signing tonight. We have to get back together and do this again tomorrow. You know what? I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Your place next time. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Pat. Uh, till next time, my friend. See you, buddy. All right. Go Sox.